Mum for others. My name is Father John McHale, and I'm a priest that was ordained in the Diocese of Scranton in the United States. I grew up in the Boston area, and uh, my mother and father were, were very devout, and we would, as a family, uh, say the rosary every night. Um, I was an altar boy, uh, starting at age six, as a matter of fact. I was an altar boy even before I received First Communion. And uh, I, I really took great joy in that service. Uh, we used to have solemn high masses that would have a celebrant and a deacon and a subdeacon. And when I was in the eighth grade, I was able to be the master of ceremonies, which had a lot of activity at that solemn high mass. And uh, I took real delight in it. Uh, my mother was very anxious for me to become a priest, but then came puberty, and uh, I uh, really uh, had no interest at, at that point as uh, a teenager in going forward to the priesthood. Um, I went to a Catholic college, Boston College, in Boston, Massachusetts area. Uh, I married, coming out of college, I married in 1965, to a lady from the Buffalo, New York area. And we were married at the Church of Our Lady of Chunstahover in her hometown. We had four children, uh, and we came to live in the Washington, D.C. area. I went to work for the IBM Corporation and worked there for 30 years. Uh, in that process, I spiritually really lost the priority of faith in my life. Uh, I would go to church each weekend. I, I would even minister as a Eucharistic minister, but uh, the faith was more in my head than in my heart. Uh, in the early 90s, my wife was diagnosed with cancer, with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and that became a, an eight-year journey in really coming closer to her and as part of the process becoming closer to God. And we would say the rosary together. We'd ask for intercessions. Of course, we wanted her healing. But uh, that devotion, that devotion to Mary and, and the asking for the intercession with God drew us deeper and deeper into faith. A good friend of mine, Father Charles McCarthy, has a daughter that was healed as a result of the intercession of uh, Teresa Benedicta, the sister that was martyred at Auschwitz. And uh, Charlie and his wife asked for the intercession of her in the illness of their daughter, who had consumed a great amount of Tylenol as a two-year-old and had her liver basically destroyed. Through the intercession of Our Lady and Teresa Benedicta, she was healed. And as a result of that healing, that was the one miracle that was needed for the canonization of Teresa Benedicta. And uh, so I approached Charlie asking for help while my wife was through her illness. And he encouraged us to pray for the intercession of St. Therese, Therese of Lisieux, and we did. And so in that process, we grew close to Therese, and it was a great blessing for, for each of us. My wife passed away in February of 1999, and I called Charlie to thank him for his support. He asked me what I was going to do 
now that my wife had gone to heaven. And I said, I, I wanted to do some sort of a religious vocation. As a matter of fact, before she passed away, my wife had asked me the same question. And I had given her that answer that I thought I'd like to do some sort of a religious uh, vocation. She said to me, another degree, because while we were married, I had pursued two degrees, two master's degrees. And I had promised her at the end of the second that I wouldn't do that anymore. So when she said two degrees, she was pulling my chain a little bit. But then she said, I'd like that in response to wanting to do a religious vocation. And I, I felt truly that was the call. So in talking to Charlie, uh, I said, I'd, well, he had told me uh, that he knew a friend that had gone forward at my age to the priesthood. And I said, Charlie, at 58, I, I think I'm too old. But he said, no, no, it had been, you know, worked out very well for his friend. And so that was an encouragement to me. And I applied as a potential seminarian to my local diocese, which was Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, they wouldn't take anyone after 50 years old. So I talked to a number of other dioceses. One of the criteria was I didn't want to be too far away from my, from my family, from my children. Uh, the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania, was willing to talk to me. They accepted me. I entered the seminary in 2000 and was ordained in 2004. And I was first assigned to a parish in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, with a wonderful pastor, Monsignor Michael Delaney. And uh, he's such a joyful person. It was a great introduction to the priesthood. In 2006, I was asked to become a pastor of a parish in Whitehaven, Pennsylvania, a small parish, St. Patrick's. And uh, that was a very challenging experience. And uh, I had joined Alcoholics Anonymous while I was in the seminary. And uh, I hadn't been active for the past two years. But then when I became the pastor in Whitehaven, I knew I needed help. And so I joined a group there. And it's been a wonderful blessing. One of the wonderful things about that AA process is how open people are to the sinfulness in their lives and how they see that as uh, an opportunity then to be healed through a process that acknowledges God as I understand him and points us to using that, that brokenness to help other people with, with the same issues. Uh, I think that was something that led me then to work into Rachel's Vineyard. I, in 2011, met Teresa Burke. She encouraged me to go to a Rachel's Vineyard retreat, which I did. Uh, she encouraged me to go to a Grief to Grace retreat as a participant in uh, 2012. And then in 2013, I became part of a team working on Grief to Grace. I've done that again in 2014. I'm here now in London working on the team in April of 2014. And it's been such a blessing to be able to, first of all, become a priest, and then to be able to use my own personal brokenness to help others. So I'm very grateful to God. <laughs> 